Hi, Basically Basic family. It's Cammie here. And I just want to do a quick little intro for this episode that you're about to listen to. This episode comes to you at the end of season two before we officially launch season three, which if you're a BB fan, mark your calendars for September 18th. We will launch season three on that Wednesday and we are so excited. But I wanted to share this episode with you guys before we go into the next season because this episode is pretty personal to me and it talks about what I walked through during the recording of season two, which was a miscarriage. Um, I know that this is an episode that a lot of women will be able to relate to and that's going to hit home, whether it's your own story or maybe it's your sister or your best friend. I just pray that this episode allows you into my heart, but also with my vulnerability of sharing my journey, it allows you to learn, um, I don't know what it could look like for you to lean into the Lord when you face something that was obviously not at all your plan. Um, I just pray that it blesses you, and I just thank you guys for being a safe place for me to share my heart. I also wanted to let you know that we are, before we launch season three, we're going to have a bonus episode. So if you were somebody who's one of our Patreons, hello, we love you. That means that you are monthly giving to us either $25 or the $50 tier, then you get a bonus episode. And so we are about to release that, send that to you this week. If you are somebody that you're like, man, I really miss these girls and I want a bonus episode, then you're in luck because it's not too late to join our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash basically basic podcast, it will lead you through the steps of how you can join our intimate family and become a part of what we're doing at basically basic. And if you do that before next week, you will get a bonus episode And if not, we still love you. Can't wait to drink a pumpkin spice latte. Hello, it's that season with you on September 18th. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And yeah, here is my vulnerable, messy, kind of broken, but God's piecing it together heart from season two into season three. Love you. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our other episodes. Um, it's We're not going to talk about our Starbucks order today, even though we are drinking Starbucks right now. Yes, we are. But we just want to be, I don't know, just really present with the emotion of this podcast. And I'm just really thankful. I just want to say, like, right out of the gate, just so thankful for Amanda and to have a friend like her through what I've been walking through and just getting to share this. Um, yeah, today's episode is not going to be easy for me. I already can tell emotionally that it's going to be hard. Um, but I feel like that's why I need to share it. Um, we were talking the other day and I just realized timing. I feel like with this episode is really important. I feel like I feel like when you're walking through something difficult, it's really easy to wait until you're on the other side and you have like the testimony and then you're like, now I'm going to share because God's made it perfect and it's been good. Um, but there's something about 
declaring and faith and just being honest with where you're at when it's Mm -hmm. not good yet that I feel like is really powerful. And I just really feel like with Basically Basic, through the past two seasons, I think one of the biggest blessings that we've realized is that it's a platform for us to shed light on difficult topics, on funny topics, on real topics. And our thing that we keep saying is that we're not experts in any area. And so maybe besides Starbucks, I feel yeah, like maybe. we might be Starbucks we're experts at this point. We're coffee experts for sure. Coffee experts, definitely. But other than that, I feel like we just kind of share the real stuff of life of where we're at. Mm-hmm. And to be real with you guys, where I've been at for 2019 has been a interesting place. Um, some days it's been a really hard place and some days it's been a really powerful breakthrough place where I felt the Lord in ways I've never experienced him before but if you've listened to season two you've heard us kind of like I guess touch on it we kind of would address that it's been a hard year for me in different ways and I just wanted to come on here today and just share with you guys and be real with why um so I started out the year 2019 pregnant with our first baby and Mm -hmm. I Found out that we were pregnant um, top of December. It was the beginning, right before Christmas. Uh, Stephen and I had been on a trip to New York City, which we'd been talking about doing, honestly, since we'd been dating. We'd always been yeah. like, New York, like, this is a big trip. York, He'd never right? been. It's my favorite place. Um, and so, well, really, I mean, kind of, I guess, November, we had started talking more about kids, but we were still like, okay, it'll probably be like a little bit longer, maybe spring. We'll start trying, and we one time decided to, <laughs> in the heat of the moment, uh, had, you know, unprotected when in New York. sex. Well, actually, we weren't in New York. We were home, but oh, we were oh. maybe just excited about the trip. I don't really know. Just, you know, have a really cute husband. So, um, but I remember afterwards being like, okay, well, people have unprotected sex, like, all the time. They don't get pregnant. Like, this is one time. It's cool. We're not going to have a baby. But go to New York, had the best time, and we were, you know, going out and getting drinks, like, and I, we're walking everywhere. I remember feeling, like, really tired, but I'm, like, we walked, like, 30,000 steps a day, so I'm, like, whatever, you know, just probably tired. Um, Get home from the trip, my period's late, I'm thinking, okay, we've been traveling, like, whatever. Then I wake up, and my boobs are, like, three times the size (laughs) as they they normally are, and I already feel like my boobs are a little extra big, so I was, like, okay, what is happening? (laughs) Um, and I'm like, there's just no way, but I just felt this still small voice. Like, honestly, the Lord just, I felt different and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. So December 7th, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive and I laughed and cried and had all the feels and was like, what is happening? And then ran to Walgreens across the street from our house and chugged a water bottle and waited another hour while Stephen <laughs> was at work, being like, there's no way, like, I have to get another one. Took another pregnancy test, positive, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. And in that moment, you just have all the feels. You're mm-hmm. like, this is our first baby. Like, I was surprised. I was excited. I was worshiping and just praising the mm-hmm. Lord and being like, God, you did a miracle. Like, you know, and I, I've walked through enough infertility stuff with like friends and family members to know that like in that moment even though it was maybe a little bit earlier than we had planned we it was an honor and I was like God I just thank you that we got pregnant so easily and Mm -hmm. um just was excited for the new season and we were actually hosting a Christmas party that night and so I was like oh my gosh like 
we were going to go get margaritas. Like, I'm not going to be drinking. Like, I need, need to tell Steven. Like, I need to figure out how to do this. And we had um, stockings. And so I put the pregnancy tests in stockings. And I, when he came home, I was like, hey, before our friends come over for the Christmas party, I have a gift for you. Um, go check him in the stockings. And he was kind of like, okay, like, that's weird. And dumps out, I think it was like three positive pregnancy <laughs> tests on the floor. And... He, I just remember us looking at each other and just, like, shock. I mean, it's like you're laughing, you're crying. Mm. Sushi was, like, jumping up on us because I think she That's felt, like, so all the emotion. Cute. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, we're... It's a surreal feeling. It's such a surreal feeling. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just one of those feelings you'll never forget, you know? It was yeah. like, And I think with it being the holidays, too, it just felt like this Christmas gift. I had just celebrated my 30th birthday. Mm. We had just gone back from New York. Then I'm, like, picturing, oh, my gosh, like, our baby was with us in New York. Like, and I didn't even know. And um, you just feel all the feelings. And so for from December um, until, you know, all through Christmas until the top of January, I was just kind of in, like, bliss of going to be a new mom. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was tired. Um, my boobs hurt. Yeah. I wasn't really sick, but I felt um, – we just felt so excited and honored to to be parents. And I think because it was even Christmas, it was like getting gifts for the baby, telling our families. We got them ornaments made that was like, you know, you're going to be grandma, grandpa, and my sisters will be aunts and telling his parents. And, you know, it's having those moments that you always picture when you get married. And we've been married for six years and we've been together for 15 years. And so I've thought about Steven becoming a dad and me becoming a mom together for a long time. Um, and honestly, it was everything we pictured. It was just this exciting season. And um, I remember really clearly, right, January 1st, I really, like, I'm a big New Year's person. Um, I'm a big believer in, like, New Year's resolutions and just spending time with the Lord and asking Him, like, what He has for that year. And I remember sitting with Him um in January and just feeling like so thankful and just kind of a weird surreal feeling of like I never walked into a new year with so much assuredness of what was to come Mm. like I remember writing like this is weird because like every other year you walk in and you're like what's this year gonna bring but I was like oh like no this is the year that we Stephen graduates yeah he graduates from residency and we knew we were gonna buy a house Mm -hmm. and it's the year we're gonna have our first baby and I just remember being like 2019 like right off the gate. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is our year for all these new big things. And I was just so thankful and just overwhelmed with the Lord of like his kindness and just expectancy of Mm -hmm. like what the season we were walking into. And to say that I had never thought about having a miscarriage would be not true. I mean, I think, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I feel like for a mom of almost two yeah. I mean two right yeah. now but just not one one not in the world yet one and well no yeah. Yeah. one and one on one, the way yeah one on, like the, very close on the way yes very close on the way um which we'll get into that yes. kind of like dynamic mm. later in this episode um on what that's been like for our friendship but I will say it's crossed my a miscarriage has crossed my mind with both just because you hear about them yeah. so often and totally. you just know that they're common and it's like it's scary. Yeah. Well, and I think like the enemy loves to speak in fear. And so for me being a believer and really like wanting to declare and pray over this baby every step of the pregnancy, 
anytime that thought would pop in my head, I would just be like, nope, nope. like that's the voice mm-hmm. of the enemy, like mm-hmm. in Jesus' name, like healthy pregnancy, mm-hmm. healthy womb, like mm-hmm. just declaring that. And so, yeah, it crossed my mind, but like I never, it never felt like a reality. That's going to happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never really thought about it. And so for us, like, I mean, we were pretty blunt about telling people that we loved, mm-hmm. um, because I was like, I want them to be a part of every step of the pregnancy. And I know everyone does it differently. I think the typical time you wait is like 13 weeks. Is that I right? I mean, people say, the thing is, is there is no right or wrong time. Cause we were the same way. It's like, if I told close family and friends very soon. And I mean, I think I told you when I was like four weeks pregnant. Yeah. Cause it's like the same thing. If this were to happen, I'd want the support system and the prayers to go along with it. And so it's like, to me, it's a win-win both ways. Well, yeah. And that was kind of what I was going to say was I'm so thankful that we told our people. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we went down to Nashville mid-December. So I think I was like maybe seven weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was perfect because we don't go to Nashville together very often. And mm-hmm. we have such a tight friend group there and they're like family. And so I'm like, this is amazing. I get to tell all of our people at one place, at one place. Yeah. and just, and I will never forget that moment. Like mm-hmm. we were doing a secret Santa and the gift that Steven gave was a gift. And then, and it was a card that said, and your gift includes telling our friend group that baby Avers is coming August, 2019. So and everyone sweet. just like jumped up and down and we're like cheering and crying. And it was one of the coolest moments mm-hmm. just to feel so celebrated yeah. by your people. Um, but you know, then to walk through the miscarriage, I personally am really thankful that we told our people before mm-hmm. because it at that point it was like they'd already walked through the joy with us mm-hmm. and it was really cool to have the same people celebrate the life of our child and then also mourn mm-hmm. with us. And I think it made people feel like really close to us in that and it mm-hmm. wasn't this like us calling think. them and being like, oh, we were pregnant by the way and now it's mm-hmm. negative. And I feel like, you know, as a believer, like we believe that that was a life and like we have a baby in right. heaven that... Right is a gift from God and we won't get to meet, you know, this child on the side of heaven, but we know that there was a child in my womb that mm-hmm. is now with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to know that like they got to celebrate that life with us and it was a positive and a joy. Mm-hmm. And then they also got to mourn mm-hmm. and it wasn't just this sad thing of like calling them and be like, Hey, we were pregnant by the way. And now we're not. I also feel like it would be like for friends, it would be, less like emotional to just hear that you had had a miscarriage never knowing that you were pregnant yeah so it would just kind of be like oh my gosh like I had no idea I'm so sorry but I don't think the like true sadness can sink in because it's like they never experienced the joy of it like right you when you I mean you saw the look on my face when I told you I was pregnant and the joy right, right. and then you and then I, the face of the sadness, sadness yes. when I wasn't um yeah and so I mean I think for us, there's so many emotions. And there's so many things we'll talk about in this podcast. But the reason why I wanted to share this so boldly is I just feel like the enemy loves to work in silence and to silence our voice. And I think with a miscarriage and with a lot of stuff dealing with women and fertility and babies, he just likes to bring shame and to make mm-hmm. us feel like we did something wrong or that it's a, an embarrassing thing to talk about. And I think a lot of people don't talk about it. I didn't know I knew so many people that had miscarriages until I started openly sharing with friends. Like people would be like, how are you? And I'd be like, actually not great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is what we've walked through. Um, and just being real. And would a lot of women come back and be like, Oh me too. Yes. Or like, Oh my sister or my cousin or my best friend, mm-hmm. or, um, even just wanting to ask more about it. Like, what was that like for you? Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, what, 
what can I say to my friend to support them or what should I not say? And I think in praying about it, the podcast has been such a blessing to just connect with people on this social media perfect world in a way that's not perfect and just getting to be like real. Um, and this isn't a part of my story that I wish was a part of my story, Mm -hmm. you know, to be honest, like, I mean, I say that and I've watched the Lord already in six months, use it for so much good in my marriage and my faith and my life. But do I wish that I like got to like have a baby in a month from now? Like, yeah, I do. Like that's Mm -hmm. the, that's the way I wanted this story to end. Like, um, I do think the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. And I, I don't think that it's God's plan to have women have babies that they don't get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's his plan for women to have babies that end up dying after right. they, they are birthed or, them. you know, or even for women to struggle with infertility. I think mm-hmm. like this is something that is part of living in a fallen world that mm-hmm. is painful. Um, but God's promises that he makes everything good. And I've watched that in ways that I never would have experienced and just the strength of the people around us and just experiencing that love. But, um, to say it was heartbreaking is kind of an understatement. You know, like I, like I said earlier, I started the year with like, this is the year and this is all happening. And like, there's a child in my womb for the first time and it's our first baby. And, um, and then within a couple weeks of 2019, the wind got completely knocked out of my sails. Mm -hmm. And, um, specifically with miscarriages, everybody's process is different. I know, um, some women, it's they have to have a DNC, which is they go in and I didn't. I'm gonna like explain everything because I didn't know any of these yeah. terms, and no mm-hmm. one tells you this kind of stuff. But a DNC is when you have to go and they actually like clean out your uterus. I think I'm like saying this yeah. not looking at you yeah. like is that right? I think so. <laughs> I think it's more. It's like more surgical, right? Yeah, it's a surgery. So you yeah. go in, like basically, you would have gone for an appointment, and they would have said like, hey, like you know, you've lost the baby, mm-hmm. but it's not naturally coming out, so we need to you know mm-hmm. clear this out for you. Um, I've heard that's really painful. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, um, and probably physically and emotionally. physically and emotionally. Um, I feel like it's probably kind of weird because you don't feel the passing of your baby mm-hmm. in the moment. It's, I think that would be really hard. Um, the caveat is I think this whole thing is hard side note. So however, if you've had a miscarriage, I don't think any way is probably easier than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just your own personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, other women, have a slow process of losing their baby so they might start spotting they realize they go to the doctor and it can take I think some people said it can take like two months of just like slowly losing the tissue of the baby yeah so the baby's passed away but it's like slowly leaving the mom over a period of time um and then for some women it's like my experience so for me um the short version was that I had some spotting and, you know, of course, text my mom and Steven's mom, and they're like, it's okay, that can happen. But you know that feeling? Like, I mean, you get it as a mom. You just mm-hmm. know. And I, like... So I actually had spotting. I don't know if you remember this. Yes, we were I looking do. at houses. And I was well, we were looking Gwen. at houses. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, we were what? looking at houses. We were like... And I, you, I literally used one of the home's me too. bathrooms. That's weird. We've That's never so talked weird. About this. And I'm so thankful we never bought that home, because I'm like, that home is like the worst memory. No, for me. yeah. No, we didn't buy the one. Wow. <laughs> um... But, yeah, I w- it was with Gwen, and it, I was, like, maybe, like, four or five weeks. And I'd, I was, like, do you have a restroom? I have to go to the bathroom. And I just, like, pee like normal. And I looked down, and there was blood. And I my heart sank. And I was, like, no, 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 no. And, like, I just called my doctor the next day. And she looked at me and was, like, no, it's just some spotting. But it's, like, you don't know. Like, yeah. And when you see that, 
the first thing you think is, oh, this is yeah. miscarriage. Like, well, it was weird. I fell off a, like a couple of days, those two days, like before that, and yeah, we were. That's crazy. That we were looking crazy. at a house, and I used that. the bathroom. I didn't ask. I just used it. Um, <laughs> and found the one with toilet paper and had spotting. And I didn't say anything to Steven at that moment because I was like, you know, we're looking at houses. I'm just, I'm trying to be like mentally strong. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I can be hypochondriac. Like I'll confess. Right. And it was already a weird dynamic, like with my husband being a doctor mm-hmm. and me walking through the first pregnancy and it being, you know, in a great way, a joy, but an unexpected, unexpected pregnancy. So I wasn't like, hadn't read books. I wasn't like prepared mentally to right. be pregnant. So I was kind of playing catch up. Like, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. dang, like, we have a baby. I need to, like, learn what's happening in my body. So I was trying to just be strong. Be like, it's cool. I've heard spotting's normal. Text my mom, see if it's mom. They said it's fine. Like, we're good. But then as the day went on, it just went more and more. And I just had that deep knowing, you know, mm-hmm. of that something wasn't right. And mm-hmm. so I started praying. And the next morning, um, Steve actually was homesick, which, like, he never is homesick. So I really, like, I'm like... Not that God causes sickness, but I feel like the Lord used it for good because... Was this that Saturday, too? It was a Monday. Oh, this, Monday. So it was a Sunday. We were looking at houses. Monday. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. We were home, and he was in bed taking a nap, and I went to the bathroom, and it was a lot of blood. And I woke him up, and I was like, hey, we need to go to the ER. And so we go to the ER, and I feel like right when we got to the ER, I just kind of knew. like, um, And again, as a believer, it's really hard because... I was feeling things in the natural, but of course in the supernatural, I'm just declaring peace and life over my womb. Mm-hmm. I was that crazy person in the waiting room, like walking up and down praying, just like my baby's healthy, my baby's strong, like mm-hmm. um, my womb is a safe place, like mm-hmm. just all these things. And um, But also just kind of feeling like things weren't right. And um, I even remember like this, there's moments I feel like when you walk through something difficult where you can you can see the enemy already start to plant seeds of temptation to choose his way. And for me, what that looked like was like to choose resentment or choose bitterness. And I dealt, I've dealt with, and I've shared this with my music stuff or with moving or just past disappointments. Disappointment has been like a common theme. I feel like where it's either been a test or the enemy has brought disappointment. And to be honest, like up until this point, I've just handled it poorly. Like I've in, you know, thrown temper tantrum to the Lord or like closed my heart off to him or been mad or just frustrated. Um, and it's stolen my worship for seasons. Um, and I remember sitting in the waiting room and there was a mom waiting with next to me who, um, was on the phone with her friend, like cussing out somebody, just like being really like, just like just intense. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had this newborn baby in a car seat next to her who was crying and she completely ignored the baby for like, and stuff time. like that makes you more anxious in that moment. Like, you want to see someone being kind to somebody right. else or, like, a sweet moment. Not, like, it's almost like when the enemy's already trying to talk to you. Yes. And then you look around and you see him everywhere. It's just, it makes, like, at least for me, my anxiety, like, go up that much oh, more. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, it, to me, it was just, like, his fiery darts of, like, my first thought was, like, what the heck? Like, why does this lady get her baby and she doesn't even care? Like, she doesn't even... She's not even paying attention. She's not even paying attention. Yeah. Like, um... And here I am, like, losing my baby that, like, I really feel like Stephen and I would be great parents. And mm-hmm. just that fiery dart and that invitation from the enemy to compare or to think, like, why me? Um, and I just feel like in that moment, I just felt this, like, it was the first temptation. And I just felt this, like, overcoming conviction of, like, no, like, no matter how this turns out, like, I'm not going to let this steal my season. It's not going to steal my relationship with the Lord. It's not going to steal joy in my marriage. It's not going to steal my attention off of, like 
God's goodness over my life. And like, I could compare to everyone if I choose that route, but like, I just have to trust. And so really that whole day, I felt like a supernatural peace and covering from the Lord in a way like I've never experienced. Mm. So we go into, we get, um, a sonogram. Unfortunately, it was our first one. So again, it's Mm. like, I remember picturing that moment thinking, that I'm going to be hearing the heartbeat and it's going to be this sweet moment with me and Steven, all the moments you picture. Mm -hmm. We were actually about to have our appointment like two days later for the first like 11 week appointment to like Mm -hmm. hear the heartbeat. And instead I'm in the ER and the lady's like, we can't say anything. And Mm -hmm. then the doctor comes back in and is like, um, we can't find a heartbeat and there's a chance that we're dismissing it. Um, but more than likely, like, I think this is the beginning of a miscarriage for you. And, so Steven and I, I just remember him like squeezing my hand and looking at him mm. and like just knowing this is so hard for him because especially being like a doctor too, it's like medically he knew what she was saying and what was going on. But like as a husband and a best friend, like there's nothing he can do. Seeing your wife go yeah. through that is totally different than like medically knowing. Yes. You know? And like just that moment of we're in this together and we're both kind of at the mercy of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And like it felt like this wave of just like, no, like why? Why is this yeah. happening? Um, we got in the car out of the hospital and we prayed together and we cried and we just said, Lord, like we're still believing for a miracle and we're believing and contending that like they did just miss the heartbeat and that our baby is healthy and fine. And we're going to go to our appointment in two days and it's going to be, we're all going to laugh at this. We probably would never laugh at it, but we'll just be like, Oh wow, that was crazy. A miracle happened. God like, you know, saved our child. We're like, but God, if that's not what's happening and if we've already lost our baby, we just pray that, um, it happens quickly. Cause mm-hmm. I just, to me, it was like, I was going to have to wait. I think maybe it was three days and to know. And I'm like, I just don't know if I could do it. Like three mm-hmm. days of just what I was supposed to do. Just go to work, mm-hmm. like just show up and mm-hmm. act like life is normal. Like, no, no, thank like, you. No, thank you. Which I don't even know if you know, like this timing part, but I guess right after you guys left the hospital is when, or maybe even right before it was a Sunday. Did mm-hmm. you go on a Sunday or did you go on a Monday? Monday? So Sunday is when Steven texted Tyler and I, mm-hmm. and Tyler and I were at a wedding, and we were sitting, it, luckily it was like a part of a, um, a time of the wedding where things had like settled down a little bit, and it was kind of like, it really, like we read the message exactly the right time we were supposed to, because we're at um, like the wedding party table, and everyone had kind of like gotten up to like mingle, but it was just me and Tyler sitting there at this like long table. And we get, like, a group text from Steven, and it was like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, can you guys be praying? Like, we think it's a miscarriage, but, like, we're still believing and hoping. And, um, of course, you're, like, being at a wedding, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is the last place I want to be now. It's like I want to be present in a a wedding where I was the maid of honor of all things. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a part of me wanted to just get up and, like, (laughs) leave and then, like, go see Cammie. But it was like I'm also called to be here right now. And so – we were like just about to eat just like him and I at this like long table with no one sitting there and people were like up around us mingling and we just like looked at each other and he like grabbed my hand he was like we have to pray right now and we just prayed and it was like just to know like that timing of what was going on and like and and I know we're not the only friends he texted so like to know that that many people were already praying is just like such a gift that I want everyone to have yeah well that's why again like I'm thankful at least for our story and everyone's different but for our story I'm so thankful we told our family and our friends, because we felt so covered by prayer. Like, mm-hmm. I literally can't explain it. I felt like I was walking in just the holy presence of mm-hmm. the Lord. Like, it was that scripture that says, like, God is near the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. I felt 
his peace and his comfort in a way that I can't explain. And I know there's people listening to this right now who have walked through really deep grief of losing family members, or maybe you've also had a miscarriage and you're going to be like, yeah, I know what that feels like because it's supernatural. There's no other explanation. I mean, the fact that we like, I hate hospitals in general and I'm typically like, that would be the last place on earth that I would ever feel peace. Right. And yeah, I felt just this peace to mm. just be held by the presence of the Lord. And, um, our prayer was answered. We got home and within an hour I started having major contractions. Mm -hmm. And, um, for my miscarriage, it was very quick and very painful and very, uh, natural. It felt almost, I mean, I've never had labor, but I feel like it was like maybe one millionth of what that feels like, but it was like major contractions, like screaming, um, Mm. and all of it coming out, you know, at the same time. And, um, we just sat there in our, you know, bathroom at Hope Street in our house mm-hmm. and we worshiped. And like, I don't say that to be like, wow, we're like these amazing Christians. I honestly, it was the presence of God was mm-hmm. so thick and holy that like we literally just started singing and thanking God and praising him. And mm-hmm. in that moment, I felt like it was one of those like supernatural choices of like, again, I, there was a, the flesh in me that wanted to scream and wanted to be so angry at God and be like, why? Like, and just cry and, and cry and sit in your sadness. Yeah, and we yeah. did. I mean, we. I think the days to follow and still today, like, there's still moments where it takes my breath away and I will mm. cry and I have to fight, like, the temptation of comparison and mm. questioning a lot. Um, but I think, like I said earlier, I've, I've gone down the path enough in the past where I'd chosen in a moment of disappointment to run away from the Lord or to stiff arm him or do the why. And I just, it just never worked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, in that moment, I needed my heavenly father. Like Mm -hmm. I needed to be held by God. And I knew Stephen needed to be held by God. And there was nothing else like that was going to bring me peace than the presence of Jesus. And, um, it was really bizarre and crazy. And I mean, I could talk forever about the weeks and months to follow, um, of just the kindness of Jesus and his presence through the process. I mean, friends and family showing up in ways. I mean, Kaylee and Russell, and I know some of you guys listen to our podcast because yeah. you love Kaylee Dickerson, but they got on a plane the next day and just showed up. They didn't even mm. ask. They just literally showed up on our front door, you know, and Aww. just were there. And Kaylee made a chicken noodle soup and they mm. didn't like, you know, have to make it better. And I just could lay in bed and just cry or be or pray. Um, and I didn't have to have anything to say. They were just present. And you yeah. guys, same thing, like just there and like bringing dinner and delivering mm-hmm. tips, treats to our house <laughs> and multiple people. And, um, I was so thankful. I told, I work at, you know, um, a church is like one of my jobs and a nonprofit is the other. And so like having women and people of faith surrounding me at work that I could just be like, Hey, I'm not going to come in. I'll, you know, this is what I'm walking through and to have them show up and just with dinners or prayers or whatever. And, um, but then also, you know, like dealing with just the craziness of like, this happened and like, this is now a part of our story that I never wanted. And, um, you know, a week, a week after, maybe two days after it's all kind of blurry now, but we had, our, we lost our baby. Um, Steven's brother and his wife had their first baby. Yeah. Um, that was hard. and it was like one of those things again of like, such a celebration for our family and Steven's parents weren't even there when we lost our baby because they were up there celebrating mm-hmm. the new life of their first grandchild, which they right. should be, right. you know, like, right. 
And it, but it was just one of those things of like you the timing is just I mean there's never a good time no. for a miscarriage but the timing I will say for that it was just rough. Yeah, it was just like oh my gosh, like I want to be fully present for my niece and to celebrate that mm-hmm. and at the same time like I'm grieving the loss of our child that um a sudden loss. Yeah, a sudden loss and I think the the thing with a miscarriage is like it's super hormonal as well. Um, I'm, I already have horrible BMS, so I feel like (laughs) hormones already like to try to run my show and I have to be like, nope, the Lord runs this body. Um, but it was really like just hormonally, like you were pregnant. I was pregnant and then I wasn't, and I didn't get the rush of having a baby to hold to like deal with those emotions of coming back into it. And, um, and being pregnant for such a short, like, was it a month total? Well, no, I mean, I was 11 weeks, over. but I guess from what I knew from about it, it was like a little it. bit over six weeks, I guess. So it's like, that's the perfect amount of time for it to sink in that you are having a baby. Totally. And to really like celebrate in that joy. And then it's like the minute, cause the first week or even two of like knowing you're pregnant, it's still kind of shock. Oh yeah. And it can be like the fears brought up or the like, am I ready for this? And all just mm-hmm. the normal questions. And then I think having it take, like, you were at a point where, you and Stephen were at a point where you were like, okay, this is happening. Now we're really excited. So excited. And then to have that just immediately stripped away, the moment you let the excitement, like, really sink in is just a hard thing. Yeah. And, it, and it, like, again, I think also weirdly because it was in the holidays, like, we had gotten, like, our first onesies for mm-hmm. a baby and, like, a baby Bible. I mean, because it was, our families were so excited. And it's, for my family, it was they're going to be their first grandchild and my sister's like first niece or nephew Mm -hmm. and um I think that's the one thing that still has been the hardest for me if I'm just being honest um I'm so thankful for the process I am thankful that what this child has taught me like I could go on and on of just how it's matured me in the Lord and showed me like the strength in myself Mm -hmm. of like I had gone through that roundabout of disappointment and not showing up the way that I knew as a woman of God I wanted to and this was the one time where I feel like we got it right and we Mm. showed up and just praised God and I I watched him like be so close and I've watched him like mature me in that way and to celebrate people um and you I mean we'll talk about that which Mm -hmm. is so cool like of just not choosing jealousy but the one thing where I do feel like the enemy has stolen from me that makes me frustrated um is those first, you know, mm-hmm. like I thought the first time I told my parents they'd be grandparents, they'd get to hold that baby. Mm-hmm. And I thought the first time that, you know, we got a onesie, we were going to get to nine months later or less than wear nine it. months, see our baby wear it, yeah. you know? And, um, the first time I told Steven that we were, he was going to be a dad. Like I remember the look on his face and mm-hmm. like, I thought it was going to pan out with us, like holding that child, you know, we don't get, we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's partly why I felt so called to do this podcast now because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's six months later, we, we decided to wait until we felt ready to start trying. We're not there yet. Um, I really wanted to like fully walk through this process with Jesus. And I feel like I hear his voice enough to know when that time is. And Mm -hmm. we just bought a house, which we, we started that process because we were pregnant. And I feel like the Lord led us to this house, which is so cool. Cause it's kind of like our child. I feel like led us to the season we're in now. Cause we started that because we were pregnant and, um, but I didn't want to wait until we were like, and now we're pregnant and it's our rainbow baby. Cause I'm in Jesus name, like we're going to have that and it's going to be soon oh, and absolutely. it's going to be great. And God's right time. Second Jesus yeah. name. Yes. Lord, right now just in this room. With that. But that's not my story right now. And we, um, I'm still in that process of, I don't feel ready yet to step into it. Um, and everyone's different. I've heard of some people have a miscarriage in the next month they're pregnant again and they're like, we're great for me. Like 
that just wasn't where I was at. Um, but all that to say, like, I just think that everybody's different and everyone's story with it is different. But for me, the thing that for whatever reason has just still kind of made me like, oh, it's just that like, mm-hmm. I worry and a fear that I have is that when I tell my family or I tell my friends that we're pregnant again, it's not going to be as exciting or there's going to be fear tinged with it. And that's like, and that's so the enemy. Totally the enemy. Thank because you. I, when I hear that, I literally cannot like, I've told you this before. I have gifts saved on my Etsy shop <laughs> for when you tell me you're pregnant of like the most adorable rainbow onesie that I'm like, is this appropriate to buy? Like, no. Like, I literally have to stop myself because I'm just believing for it and I know it's going to happen. And I think about the look on like your mom's faces and your sister's faces and your dad's and like all of your friends. And I just think that it's going to be like the sorrow that everyone has felt is is gonna all go away and just like double enjoy. Thank you. Like it's not gonna be because they've walked through the season of sorrow and disappointment with you guys. It's going to be like oh my gosh, thank you Lord that we're over it now. Like we're you know and not that you'll ever we you and I have talked about this like one life will never replace another. Um, but I just think about like anytime there's sadness, like the celebration to follow is going to be like immensely more beautiful and I like really really believe that thank you I even know for me like I haven't I can't wait until you tell me again because it's I'm just gonna be so freaking excited like <laughs> I will be you. overjoyed well, and I was I, excited the first time I, right and I mean I do feel like because for us it was like whoa we're pregnant this happened what happened um I I feel like now definitely like I'm gonna be overwhelmed with like thankfulness and just like I realized the miracle and how precious life is because like you don't think it's not going to happen. You know, as a mom, you're like, this is, I already was attached to this Mm -hmm. idea of this baby that I never got to feel kick yet, but I knew it was there. Um, and so anyways, part of this podcast that we wanted to share was, and I want to say this over Amanda, because I think that we have a unique situation in Mm -hmm. the sense that part of, um, the joy of this child for me as a a best friend and a co-host of this podcast was that to my surprise, I was four weeks almost to the day uh, later than Amanda with so, our babies. Because you found out December 7th. Mm-hmm. I found out November 7th, yeah. right before your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was literally four weeks to the day. Yeah. That's crazy. And I will never forget going to meet you to talk about Basically Basic and telling you that I was Oh, pregnant. I won't forget either. No, I was in shock. I threw my phone yes. on the table. Crying, both of us. <laughs> um, we, over Christmas break, we took pictures together with onesies for our best friend babies we um dreamed up all the scenarios of either they're gonna be best friends or get married they have no choice (laughs) yeah one or the other and just the thought of being pregnant together absolutely we had talked about that for forever yes we were just so excited about that well it just felt like the lord because it was like we we didn't plan it like you had been like not not trying for like a while but yeah and i was actively not trying to get pregnant and then and then we, we got at pregnant. The same time, yeah, that's why I felt like the Lord, because neither one of us were like, hey, let's try to get pregnant no. on this time frame so we can be a month apart. Like, we, we were, it was both a, a surprise to both of yeah. us. Like, well, what pregnancies. I wanted to say was like, partly why I feel so honored to do this podcast is it's not just my story, but I feel like watching, watching and getting to be a part of a friendship that I have with Amanda through mm. this process has been so healing. Mm. And I'm crying. Cry. <laughs> I'm crying. Um, because, like, you just see like there's so many friendships that this would have torn apart mm-hmm. like you know there's just so much, such an an open door I feel like in so many ways for the enemy to bring like comparison or frustration or one thing said wrong that mm-hmm. then we're like 
holding resentment totally. or and the other person may never even know right and yeah. I just feel like I feel like we can pat ourselves on the back and pat yeah. Jesus on the back and say that we walk through the season with so much grace for each other mm-hmm. and we're just so honest of like mm-hmm. this is hard and it's uncomfortable and um, you were always checking up on me mm-hmm. and I was always like wanting to celebrate you wanting to declare that like this isn't like I'm never gonna let this take away from your season mm-hmm. because like that you should be celebrating and I'm celebrating you and this isn't obviously the way I wanted it to pan out. And then even saying like when things were made me sad and it was never like things that you did on purpose for my feelings. But like I told her the other day, she had a baby shower and Mm -hmm. one of her other friends is pregnant and they took a picture together with their pregnant bellies. And it was another just moment of like, Oh my gosh, dang, like that would have been me, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And it was nothing that she could have done or not done. But because we had created that open door of communication, I could say like, Oh my gosh, like that was a sad moment for Mm -hmm. me. And yet please take all those pictures and please let's celebrate. And that's what I feel like is so important because I I know just for me, like, and I won't spend a long time talking about like the other side, but I do believe that there's so many women who know a best friend or a family member, or even just like, maybe not even a best friend, maybe just like a friend that you, you hang out with sometimes and you're like acquaintances or whatever, but like somebody in your life that has had a miscarriage, either, the same time you're getting to celebrate in in joy of carrying a baby. And I I just think that the number one thing is to have grace in every situation and just to be mindful of that person. Like I, I have a friend at church who also had a miscarriage probably like a year and a half ago. It's been a while. And I went to her whenever I knew she had had one. And so when Kimmy had had hers, I went to her and was just like, hey, like tell me everything. Like I want to know like what to say, what not to say, like what to be mindful about. And it's like, I think it's really important to, well, number one, that's why I want to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is so hopefully it can be a resource for these types of situations. But I never wanted to, number one, like rub my pregnancy in Cammie's face because I watched the joy and then turn into sorrow. And it's like, that wasn't fun at yeah. all. Like yeah. for either one for of us. For either of us. I mean, you No, there too. was a week where the, the week, like right after we knew the miscarriage was like a final and Tyler would be like, "Why, babe, are you okay? Like, why are you sad? And he's like, I know the miscarriage is really sad, but like, you know, you, it's, it happened to Cammie. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> like, I was just mad. Like, I was just angry for like a, at least a good two weeks and I was snappy and like hormonal. And it was like, I was pissed off that like, I wasn't getting to yeah. be pregnant with my best friend and that we had taken those pictures and that was taken away. And the fact that I, w- I was like, God, this isn't fair. Why do I get to carry this baby? And she doesn't. Like, I, I was like, if anything, she's a better Christian than no, me. Like, like, but, you know, those thoughts run through yeah. your head of, like, I did nothing extra to deserve this, and she did nothing to deserve what yeah. happened to her. And it's like – and so I just kind of struggled with, like, those feelings and was just angry. Like, I would cry, I would cry more talking about yeah. that because it just – But I love, I love that you said that, mad. though, because I feel like that is, like, one of the lies that – like religion tries to tell you right is like that like if you had prayed more or Mm -hmm. if you had if you had done better like for me it was like oh my gosh well I didn't know I was pregnant like I had a like a glass of wine more than maybe I should have in New York was this my fault like I didn't know right you know like all those things go in your head but it was just like me having to completely just trust the Lord and be like okay no like I there's no point there's yeah like yeah God's not up there being like well if you had prayed one more Mm -hmm. time over that baby I would have kept it like no like this, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And like, he loves, like, he loves my child and my future children just as much as he loves yours and, um, and vice versa. Like he mm-hmm. loves your child just as much as he loved mine, you know? And like, 
it's one of those things where you can question and do all those things like as much as, you know, it could, you could go down crazy rabbit trails mm-hmm. of thinking that stuff, but it's that process of just constantly every day bringing it to the Lord and being like, okay, how am I today? Mm-hmm. And, and even with Steven, I mean, talk about unifying in a marriage, just watching, grieving something that you're both grieving together. And I feel like I want to do a podcast at some point with him on here talking about it because I think a lot of times men with a miscarriage, like they're unrepresented. Like mm-hmm. people just think it's just the women. And I even had people come up to me at church, Stephen standing right next to me, and they just pray over me. And I would like grab his hand because I'm like, no, 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 this is like, our. Like this was our baby. Yeah, I didn't was, create this. Right. Alone. It was yeah. physical. Yes, for me yeah. it was a physical process, but for him it was almost mm-hmm. I feel like maybe harder in some ways because I felt the physical release of losing our baby. Mm-hmm. But for him it was just always a dream and an idea and a heart concept. And, and then, then he had and, to let it go without knowing. Yeah, you know? and then also figuring out how to best love you during yeah. all that. Or, well, like, support you physically and, like, mentally. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think sometimes for a guy, they're probably like, where do I land? Like, what, yes. do, I, where, and what do I do? And he's also a doctor, so it's like, I could see that pull of, like, wanting to get in doctor mode of, like, well, this mm-hmm. is, the, you know, what happened scientifically, but, like, Aww. then knowing, like, that's not what I need to hear, like, mm-hmm. emotionally is where I'm coming from. I just from. need my husband. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the, the kind things of God and why I feel really honored that we got to, like, walk this together, mm-hmm. Amanda, is because I feel like every week we would get together for Basically Basic, and every week I'd watch your belly grow, and it was every week a constant mm-hmm. thing of me having to choose, like, I'm going to celebrate Amanda and mm-hmm. celebrate all my friends who are having babies and not le- – because every week I could have showed up and been, like – well, that's not me. You're like, where's my child? You know, like, like whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, how miserable would my life have been? Our friendship would have been. And like, and also to know that like that will happen. Like I will have that and I will have my season, but this is your season to celebrate that. And we're sitting here today. You're literally having a baby one in week one away week. from giving birth. Yeah. And I cannot wait to meet him. I'm like beyond excited, but like, Jamie was laughing at me because I was putting uh, paper towels <laughs> in my armpits. Because she's sweating speak, so much. I'm sweating so much. I d- good thing you guys can only hear my voice because I do not smell good. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I can't tell you. Like, I think it's 100 me. degrees outside. But there's those, all those little th- little reminders. I mean, there's also moments like Mother's Day for me this year. It was just rain. I didn't mm-hmm. expect it. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to be so emotional. I was in Nashville. I wasn't with Steven. And mm-hmm. I was a crying mess. Like, you would have thought someone had died. Like, I, I, it was every wave of emotion. Um, I was actually supposed to have a right, um, a songwriting session. It got canceled, and I, I went to my sister's house, and they weren't home, and I went upstairs, and I just, like, filleted my heart open to the Lord. Like, I laid, literally laid on the ground like a drama queen, and I was like, Jesus, I need you to do a heart surgery right now because I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed. by this pain. And it, I felt this, like, holy burden. It wasn't even just for my loss, but it was, like, all the women that, like, have you know, miscarriages or deal with infertility. Like, and side note, caveat with that, I want to say, like, those are two very different things mm-hmm. and they're... Preach on it, girl. So hard. That's the time. And and I think one thing that, like, we were talking earlier, like, what are things you would say or not say to people? Um, I feel like sometimes women who've dealt with infertility have tried to, like, act like a miscarriage is the same thing for me and it's not and vice versa like I'm not gonna like go to someone who's been trying for two years and be like well I can understand because I had a miscarriage like I can't understand that like that is so painful I can't even imagine what that feels like and just like me you know having a child and then losing it is different than having to wait like they're both just challenging and I feel like they're two very different things. two very different and there's there's space you are to given both there is space yeah. to both and not that either one is more or less no. painful than the other but you, the difference is the waiting game of infertility and 
you weren't trying. Like right. you just conceived a baby and God gave that gift to you guys and then it was taken away. Yeah. That's completely different than IVF or like trying for years. Like, right. And again, not that one's more. No, they're all painful. They're all painful in their own way, but they are different. Yeah. And I think it's important to like know that to not compare them like even if you're a friend that you you know you're struggle you're struggling with infertility and your friends had a miscarriage to be like I know how you feel it's like no oh, and you and there's room there's grace for that you totally. can be like hey like I can't understand this but I'm here for you right and vice versa like right and, and I that's think we as thing, women we have to talk about it yes and that's one thing I like want to like applaud Cami for is that she has been so open in this season of you know my pregnancy for nine months and her not pregnancy for nine months and you know she got she only got that for 11 weeks and um just I just think that you've been so kind to me and have never wanted me to feel like this baby doesn't matter or like you know my baby's not important because you lost yours and I just think that's such a beautiful picture of Jesus's love for us and like representation of our friendship and so I just want to say I love you because I'm just I like, and I got to grieve that baby with you guys and I'm, I will always remember, like, so one thing I just want to say for friends that may be walking through something similar or know somebody is to just always like, you know, the saying, like check in on your strong friend. Like that is what I want to say because it's like after the miscarriage, I never wanted to assume that it was done, like that you were okay. Cause it's like, I don't know what that feels like. And I want to be able to ask. And so, like, on Mother's Day, I texted you because I so knew it was sweet. Mother's Day. And you were the first person I thought of because I was like, I get to have my baby and she doesn't. And mm-hmm. if anything, that makes me want to be there for her on Mother's Day. <laughs> like, you just think about – it's just, like, always be mindful of what somebody could be feeling and just ask them. Because if anything, like, it's okay to want to know how someone's feeling yeah. and they can tell you versus, like, oh, that was four months ago. I'm sure they're fine. Right, and it opens that door of communication. Yeah, and there's different layers to grief. And so it's like, I feel like every month probably opened up a different layer for you. Yeah. Well, I think having strong women around me that have, where we can be vulnerable and just Mm -hmm. share like the joys and the sorrows. And there's a season for everything. Bible talks about that. There's Mm -hmm. a season for mourning and there's a season for dancing. Mm -hmm. And just because you're in a season of dancing and I was in a season of mourning doesn't mean that they both aren't holy Mm because they are. And God, God's in both and, Mm -hmm. um, he uses both. And like, I shouldn't make your season of dancing any less bright. Mm -hmm. And, and I also didn't need to make my season of mourning any less dark, darker. Like, I think that sometimes when we're in pain and especially me being like basically almost an Enneagram seven, I'm a three, but with strong seven, (laughs) <laughs> tendencies, I don't like pain. And so my tendency in the past was when I had something happen that I didn't want, I would either push God away or be angry and throw like a big temper tantrum and then just shut it down, mm-hmm. not talk about it, move on. How can I be happy and, and, and as soon as possible? Um, but I think part of the reason why we chose to wait to try and why we're still waiting is I wanted to really like be like, nope, this time I'm going to face the pain. Mm. I'm going to walk into it. And I'm going to lean into it and I'm not going to like find the silver lining and everything. Like the biggest Mm. thing, my biggest takeaway for me from this process has been that Jesus is in sadness and sometimes he just sits with you in it. Mm. He doesn't have, like he will make a rainbow out of it and I believe that. But right now we're just kind of sitting in the rain and that's okay. I'm not Mm. saying like sit in depression, like I'm not depressed Right. right now. But, but that's the God we serve is one that will come to sit in the rain with yeah. you and not just be in the celebration. Yeah, he's not just places. trying to be like, yeah. hurry, let's make a rainbow. He's right. actually like, hey, like, I'll be in the rain with you as long as we need to be to get your heart healthy. Mm. And I'll be really close in it. And 
people would try to be like, well, when, when this, or when you, when are you going to try again? And, and trying to get the silver lining. And I was like, it's really okay to just be like, this just straight up sucks. Like even when we have our next child or our next 10 children, Mm -hmm. not 10, hopefully, maybe (laughs) maybe less than 10, but our next, whatever many children, like it's not going to take away from this sadness. Like this is not going to go away. This child, we're never going to get to meet. Like there's a child in heaven that we will see someday, but on this side of heaven, we will not see them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just sad. And I Mm -hmm. think like, I felt this peace to be like, this is just sad. And Mm -hmm. we live in a fallen world that sometimes is just hard and God will make good from it. Mm -hmm. But I don't have to force that good to happen in my timing right now just because I don't want to feel pain. And, and God will make good from it, but that doesn't mean we have to make sense of it. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I think sometimes we try to be like, okay, Lord, well, like even for me when I was really angry at God for it, I was like, well, she's a worship leader. So if anything, she worships you more than I do. Like I'm just, <laughs> I had these moments yeah. of like, what the heck? Like trying to make sense of it. And it's like, again, we just live in a fallen world yeah. and it just sucks. Doesn't make sense. And it's okay and, to suck sometimes. And I think there's beauty in like coming alongside your sisters and just doing like, like I have a friend and she'll be on the podcast at some point, but she's been walking through infertility for a while and she... And I had the best conversation through this. She actually sent me a card to my new house mm. and um, had forget-me-not flowers. And she was like, you know, every time you walk by that nursery, I know that that's a nursery that you thought was going to be filled with a baby mm. this August. And it's not going to be this August, but it will be. Mm-hmm. And although our stories are different, so like sweet. she knew how to relate to my pain because she has a nursery in her house that has yet to be filled with mm. a child. And instead of us being like, well, that's just like me or whatever, we could just be like, this is just hard for both of us in different ways. And let's like remember each other and yeah. like bring, shed God's light to it and not be like, you know. And to be able to talk about it and not feel alone. Yes. Oh so my it's gosh. like, that's like, Jesus didn't mean we do live in a fallen world, but that's why he created all of us so differently is because we're meant to do it together. So it's like, yeah. can you, I can't imagine walking through that season alone and to know that somebody else has gone through it is so comforting because it's so you can you can send them texts of like hey did you ever feel this way or like yeah hey like you know what did you do when when this happened like it's just good it just like I reached out to uh, you know not even a super close friend but one that I knew had had a miscarriage and she told me she was like you know it's going to be really hard for her when your belly grows for her to see Mm -hmm. it and she was like just never stop checking in on her and she was like just always remember her in seasons that if if like imagining this happened to you what would you want to hear? And yeah. like, what would you want to know? Yeah. And so I just always kept it in my mind of like, if I'm thinking about it, like I know Cammie's thinking yeah. about it. And so I want to check in on her and to know that like, there's going to be times where like that, it never stops essentially. Yeah. Like when my, when this kid is four, you may have the thought of like, oh, my kid would have been four today. Totally. And that's, so that's like the, the thing I really want to hit on is that like, just because the life is now with Jesus doesn't mean that it's forgotten about. Thank you. Yeah. I think too, like knowing that there's going to be days where I feel like I'm not even thinking about it. And there's days that Steven's thinking about it, that I have to do the same thing to him of like checking in, like, how are you doing? You know, how's, how's this been for you? And just reminding each other that like, we're here for each other and this is just hard, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and then I look at other women who go full term and lose a baby or like, you know, halfway through. I mean, I just, it doesn't, it, I can't imagine it never gets easier, but I mean, you get more attached and I want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that. I mean, like I lost my baby at 11 weeks, but not that it makes it any less crazy, but like if I had had the baby for 20 you know, weeks or full term, I can't imagine. And there's mm-hmm. just pain. And, um, I think just knowing that pain, like pain is pain. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Like 
what it looks like for someone else, what you're going to walk through and how it's going to be for you is going to be different. Um, and so to any woman out there who has either had a miscarriage or, um, know somebody who has, I think what I just want to say is like, you're not alone. There's more women than you think that I've walked through this. Unfortunately, um, I pray that women would start speaking about it and not let the enemy bring shame. I think one of the biggest healing things for me has been women that I feel like carry the anointing of family, like strong women with beautiful families that came out of the woodworks for me in my season and were like, that was me too. And it just made me realize like, okay, no, this isn't something that I did. It's not like God didn't see me fit as a mom or some like lie from the enemy, but it was just like, it just happens. And, um, and it'd be brave. I mean, I feel like why I wanted to share this now was like, this is a risk. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like there's today even like there was fear I like I I had to take 50 deep breaths during the beginning Mm -hmm. of the podcast because I was like overwhelmed with just all the emotions and the live like today I heard a accuser voice of being like well what if it happens again you know like yeah and that's real I mean like the enemy is not gonna try to stop just because like this one bad thing happened he's not gonna but I'm like any less it's not any less scary the next time no but I want to take the fear of that and just punch Satan in the face with my face and say like, okay, no, that's not going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Even if it does, like he's still good. And that, I think the craziest part was like, as much as there was so much pain, the week of the miscarriage, I think part of the supernatural feeling was Kaylee actually was talking to me and she was like, how do you feel? I think like day three when they were in town. And I was like, to be honest, like there's a part of me that feels like a superwoman right now because I dealt with the biggest fear. I mean, the biggest fear of this pregnancy for me was that I would lose the baby. Like that was worst case scenario. Right. And it happened. And I still. And you survived. Survived. And I still love the Lord and I still love my husband more than ever. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm proud of my body. My body Mm -hmm. did what it was supposed to do. And it like, I'm proud of the way it handled it. And Mm -hmm. I'm proud of myself for the way I handled it. And I could look myself in the eye and be like, well done, good and faithful servant. And that feeling is like, is so empowering. Yeah, yeah. I was like, come on, Cammy, like yes. you did this. And it's not, it wasn't your ideal situation. And, um, but you should be proud of yourself. Yes. But I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I did it. And I want to be a voice for other women who have walked through this to say that like, this isn't going to define your story and it's not going to be what defines you as a mom either, you know? And am I going to like walk around to random people and tell them like, oh, I had a miscarriage in January? No, but the people that I felt close with when they would ask me how I was doing, like I would tell them, you know, actually like this has not been hard. Great. This yeah. is not great. Um, this is good. I like have loved getting to watch you just do in this season is I feel like you've never sugarcoated anything. Like you've always been super real and that's been really like that. That's made you an easy friend to love through this Thanks. because nobody wants to like, I mean, some people may think they do, but when people say like, oh, I'm fine, like everything's great. It's like, it's okay to not be. Yeah. And the fact that you can be that real and that vulnerable just means to me that you're letting Jesus hold your hand through this whole yeah. thing. And that to me is so brave. And it, it's it's weird because it's not my natural tendency. Like my natural tendency no. is like, I want to be perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. I struggle with perfectionism majorly. So like, this is not a perfect part of my story. This is not something that I'm like, you know, if I'd written up my dream life, this would mm-hmm. not have been this a part of my story been, yeah. at all, you know? But I uh, will say, just to give you yeah. a compliment and the way that you're letting Jesus, like, work in you and through you, like, you've never been more beautiful to me ever than just, Thanks, like, Amanda. in that season of just being real and raw, you know? Yeah, thank so. you. Well, I'm hoping that we'll get to do a part two of this at mm-hmm. some point and um, maybe share some tips of what to say to a friend or what not to say. Um, 
But I think I just want to end this episode by thanking you guys for being a safe place for me to be myself. And I would love to just pray to close this out. Yes. Before you, um, before you pray yes. really quickly, I can't, I showed this to Cammie. I feel like she, I don't know if you remember, but there's a, we found them on Instagram and they're, I don't know if you're based in Nashville. I could have made this up, but if you, if you or anyone listening knows this, they're called Shiloh Collect. Yes. You were talking about okay. this. Well, they just like did, there's like, this is like a whole long caption. I'm only going to read like the bottom, but I just thought it was so powerful and like what we're talking about today. And it says, life will forever be a joyful and painful mix of the mountaintops and the valley in between. It's not striving for the next season or losing hope in the one that defeats you. It's learning to walk with the God who never changes when everything around you does. Oh, so good. And I just think it's so I've got chills. I know. It's so good. Well, I love that too, because you know, the thing about miscarriage is yes for me that was literal like it was actually a miscarriage but the word miscarriage means like something that you've hoped in that didn't happen and I know there's women listening to this right now and men who have had other miscarriages in their life they may not Mm -hmm. be an actual miscarriage but it's something maybe it's a divorce Mm -hmm. or it's a friendship or a dream job or whatever but it's something you believed and like we're told was happening and then it didn't happen and it broke your heart and um, I know that when God takes the broken pieces of our hearts and puts them back together, they're stronger than they've ever been. Yeah. And um, for those of you who have walked through a literal miscarriage, I just want to say over you that you're strong and you're brave and you're a mom, mm-hmm. regardless of if you've gotten to hold that baby, you are a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've you've been a mom um, in God's eyes. And if, if there's any moment where you just want to cry your eyes out, there's a song that my friend Alex Masters oh my gosh. wrote, and it is called California, and we'll post about it when we post this episode. Um, this song. But this song will wreck you, and I have listened to it in moments where I just needed a good cry, mm. and it was so healing, and so I just want to honor Alex and thank her for being bold in her story and sharing it, and now she has a sweet boy and a little girl that she mm. just had too. So I'm going to pray for us, and um, yeah, we'll just end there. So... Lord, I just thank you. God, we just take a deep breath and just say that in the midst of confusion and pain and things in our story that we would have written, God, that we just declare that you're good Mm -hmm. and you're worthy of our worship because of who you are, not because of the gifts that you give us. And so, Lord, I just pray right now over every woman listening, whether they've had a literal miscarriage or know that feeling of loss, um, God, I just thank you that you're the God that takes the broken pieces of our heart and you put them together stronger and more beautiful than before. Mm -hmm. Lord, I even just pray right now um, for women who are pregnant, if they're listening to this, I just pray that no ounce of fear would come from this podcast um, over their minds or their hearts. I just pray full-term, healthy baby pregnancies over every woman listening, um, women trying to get pregnant. I just pray in Jesus' name that it would be in your perfect timing, that it be quick, and that we'd have open, um, full wombs that are ready to house beautiful, healthy, world-changing babies filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, Lord, I just thank you that where the enemy has intended things for evil, God, those are the places where you like to do your best work of bringing things to good. And so I just thank you that where the enemy had an evil plan over my life and my family, I thank you that it's going to be and is already a place where um, seeds have been planted of joy and of life and of life to the fullest. And so I thank you that um, I can trust you with my womb and with my family. And um, I can trust you with your story that you're writing, that I get to use my voice to speak life over 
um, situations where the enemy has spoken death. And so I just speak life over every woman listening. Mm -hmm. I speak life in their stories. I speak life over friendships um, where the enemy is trying to bring confusion or disunity. I thank you that friendships and true love are stronger because your word says that perfect love casts out fear. And so I thank you for the perfect love of Christ that lives in me and Amanda's heart that was stronger than any fiery dart of the enemy in this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thank you for the life of the baby and Amanda that hopefully even by the time this podcast is released, she'll actually be holding him in her arms and he'll be healthy and strong. And I just thank you for that, Lord. So we lift all these things to you. I just pray that you would do with this podcast, whatever you need to do. I pray that women would feel inclined to share it and to bless others walking through those valleys with you and to know that the valleys are not any less beautiful or powerful than the mountaintops. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, like where you were in the wilderness, Jesus was some of your strongest work and it actually propelled you into all the rest of your ministry um, because you were, you were with the Holy spirit in that moment. And it's a beautiful, place to be and so we just know that in every season you're good and so Lord we love you and we just pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.